This episode of the New Hampshire Business Show is sponsored by Everlasting Capital. If you're a small business and you need money and a bank won't give it to you, Everlasting Capital is here to help. In as quickly as a couple of days, you can have the funding your business needs for new equipment or anything else you can need the capital for. So submit your application today and see how they can help you out. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Hampshire Business Show. My name is Chris Mastrana and today we were returned with Brad Preston of Loon Weddings. How's it going? Uh, it's going pretty good, staying busy. Um, we're just at the start of the wedding season for, um, you know, when everyone starts booking their weddings. It's typically, like, it's been really dry for the winter season and yeah. now it's just like, I'm losing sleep, just <laughs> contemplating how I'm going to handle all these jobs, but it's going well. It's definitely going better um, than it was the first year. So That's awesome. So, yeah, that's a good point to jump onto. Let me switch this around a little bit. Um, how has it been going? It's been a year, and yeah. I, I hear good things. So let's. Yeah. So I mean, um, I don't remember when I actually interviewed last time. So like, there's been some great things, that, milestones that have been happening a long time. Yeah, yeah. But um, I was on WMUR for one of yeah. our wedding videos, um, and uh, I mean, just a lot of success. Um, I I started the internship program through Colby Sawyer College. We've had three interns go through us okay. now. Um, each one has gone on to do pretty successful things. One of them is working for my most recent ones, working for a marketing company in Boston. Um, my other one, my first one, actually went off to go um, shoot for a movie deal. I, I don't know, she's a part of the project, but um, you know, they had like a million dollar budget, so she's on that project, which is really exciting. Yeah. Um, and then my second intern, she actually moved off to Arkansas. She's now doing remote editing, so um, you know, a lot of really cool things with that. Um, but the growth of the business has been, it's interesting because it's, it's definitely grown, but I've almost like when you're in the first starting stages of owning a business, you're constantly trying to like you're you're clawing for every little inch you can get to grow the business. And now I'm at the point where I'm like I'm trying to hit the brakes because it's getting to the point that I you know it's wiggling out of control and I'm trying to make yeah. sure that I'm maintaining quality above everything else. Um, and so I guess it's really just come down to visualizing what my goal is yeah. and trying to readjust. So some things have changed since then. Yeah. Um, as far as like my goals of what I want to be doing. Um, originally, my idea was to start this business and grow it and become the ultimate all-in-one, for those of you who don't know, it's an all-in-one wedding service provider. So DJ photography and video cinematography uh, for weddings to make it affordable. Industry standards about $9,000 for those three services together, maybe a little bit over that. Um, we do everything for under five. So it's kind of a no-brainer to, yeah. to try and group them all together. Plus, I'm a charm to deal with, so you don't have to deal with crabby other people. Um, but my whole team, they do kind of take care of that stuff. And um, originally, the idea was to grow into being the whole network of the tri-state area, New Hampshire, uh, Vermont, and Maine. Yeah. And I've realized that I can't scale a business that easily, as a lot of other people can scale their businesses, because of the fact that to lose, picture Subway, right? To lose a client in the Subway, you make a bad sandwich they'll probably still come back because they've probably had a positive experience um, in the past. In the event they don't, you lose one customer. Yeah. With me, if I lose a customer, it's literally someone's most important day of their life yeah. thus far. Um, and so the impact is huge. I mean, there, there could be a lawsuit, there could be a, a negative review on my Facebook. You know, there, there could be a wide variety of things that really impact what other people do yeah. when they're working with us. So um, I've decided that rather than growing and, and having a lot of business come in, I'd rather have minimal business, um, but high quality. Yeah. And so that's been the biggest transition. Okay. So it's a very interesting point. Because like you said, you're almost at the point where 
it's too much for one person to do. So you have to decide, do you do all the work and provide the quality? Right. Or do you, like you said, you have interns, you can hire people to kind of take a lot of that and let you, put you in a management position, but then you have to risk, it's not you doing the work. Right. So you have to the risk what you do, yeah. Yeah. It's very, um, so one thing I've really thought about was, pe- people say that when you grow a business, it's the goal is to not work in the business, it's to work on the business. Mm-hmm. Um, but... The, the, the tricky thing about my, so originally, DJ was like, I was like, this is the money maker. And then I found out that video is the money maker, which I originally thought was the one that was the least profitable. Yeah. But then I realized the, the creative side of video cinematography, it's something that a lot of people can't replicate. Like, when you think of planning a wedding, if you're on a budget, like, you can plug your iPod in. Like, I, I'm, I sell wedding services as a DJ, and I'm saying you can plug your iPod in. It's, you can Spotify does wonderful things. Yeah. Um, but a video, a wedding video, I mean... It, the skill it takes to actually operate just a glide cam alone is it, it takes months of training and the quality that you put into that is just there's so much work that goes into it that you can't just replicate that simply you need to have someone who has a skill set for that yeah. it's like trying to replicate an artist um, and so that became the, the kind of the money maker in the business was the wedding videos and personally I just fell in love with that as a passion um, and so as I've grown that I've realized that the other ones become less significant but DJ is like a lot more, it has a lot more involved in it. Like there's, you know, remembering all the times and you have to carry, I mean, when I go to a job with a DJ, I have a truck of equipment. When I go to a job yeah. with, a, with a video, it's a camera, uh, a glide cam, you know, it's, it's a lot more um, overhead, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, and so as the business has grown, I've realized that I want to spend less time focusing on those. And I've tried to outsource it to other people and, and have bring, you know, bringing bigger team members. Um, but I felt like the quality was diminishing. And there was, I mean, obviously everyone's entitled to their opinion on how they run the business themselves, like when they're in their position. But I felt like I, I really wanted to, I'd rather do it my way and do it right, build my reputation and withstand my reputation rather than outsource it to someone else, have it augment someone's perspective because they did things a little bit differently. I mean, even song choice, you know? Mm-hmm. You could have, simply have a DJ who just doesn't play the music you like. Um, so because they're just not as good at, at um, you know, reading the, the vibe. Um, so that was kind of a learning curve. No, no, no real negative experiences. I've had five-star reviews across the board, but um, just recognizing and predicting if I was to scale this to a three-state area, um, there would probably be a lot more negative reviews, and I don't want that reputation. I want quality above everything else. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that's been kind of the biggest struggle. Yeah. So... It's actually I like that because the foresight there is actually pretty good because you're pretty young too, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of that is learned from them making that mistake and then people scaling back their business. So I think you're ahead of the curve. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think a lot of people do that. They 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 grow the business until it's something that they can't handle and then they get overwhelmed. And, I, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be very honest in this position. Um, I've never really had an anxiety attack. I've always been very good at just handling my own business, um, and I've had like two of them this year and that's something like I've I've lost sleep because I can't I you know I get nervous with how I'm going to handle and like that's not me at all um you know personally I've got a very good um emotional ground um but this is to the point where I'm like you know I I have my career I'm working on on the side like I'm actually called on the side my my real job I do on the side yeah um and then my business is what I that's my the real business is 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 the hustle that's the side hustle this is my life, is the, the wedding business and any other business I'm working on, mm-hmm. which 
I also am doing marketing for other businesses. I, I'm opening my own course, a um, bunch of other stuff. But this is what I'm trying to put all my blood, sweat, and tears into. Yeah. And it's becoming really overwhelming. And I don't want to get to the point where it feels like work. I want it to be a passion. So I'd rather slow it down, do things my own way, um, and not scale the business to be this big empire that I originally had in mind. Yeah. So you actually brought that up. But that's interesting that you have a normal job still, mm-hmm. technically. At what point do you decide to get rid of that? Because it seems from what I've seen that the, the Loon Weddings is close enough that it could be your normal job. Right. It could be a full-time position. And I definitely understand in the beginning having um, like that fallback mm-hmm. position. Like that's where I am right now. But it seems like you could almost lean on that. So why sit there? When it comes to, if I was to do wedding videos exclusively, forget mm-hmm. the other two, photography yeah. and DJ. Wedding videos exclusively, the industry, I mean, I have several friends alone that make six figures a year doing wedding videos. Now, yeah. to be, again, transparent with you, uh, my full-time job, uh, I make under half of that. Yeah. So the logic behind that is it's this. I see a lot more value in keeping myself emotionally grounded. So okay. let, me, let me put this in perspective. If you get a career doing something you love, mm-hmm. um, it tends to go to your head, and it okay. really changes who you are as a person, you know? change the game, don't let the game change you. Yeah. It's like Jay-Z, but um, when I started to grow this business, um, I realized that my perspective started to change. I started to not appreciate the the harder, the grinding work, um, and that made me want to outsource it and, and feel like I was above it. And I think that's a very normal thing to have happen when you lose perspective. And yeah. so something I used to do when I, when I left the restaurant industry, which I started going into like engineering and more corporate a- atmosphere, um, I used to go back and volunteer to dishwash for free. Like I, yeah. I wasn't getting paid just simply because I wanted to like have the perspective of being like, this is where I started mm-hmm. and I'm not going to forget my roots. And so no matter how big my business grows, I want to make sure that I don't lose sight of who I am. Like I'm still a entry level position in the real world, in the yeah. world that doesn't appreciate my skill set. I'm still entry level. So yeah. it sets perspective. It makes me appreciate what I've built. Yeah. Now to answer your question, I, I can't say that I am ready to leave that job anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it's possible that it, it could be in the near future, maybe two to three years. Um, but I'm very slow about that, and yeah. I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm very comfortable with just doing things on my side hustle. Um, and to me, like a lot of people want to run a business 150%. Like I want all my attention to be in that business. And for me, I don't want that. I want 50% to be my, my business and my passion. I want 50% to be my happiness and my family and my freedom. So I'm all for working weekends, you know, waking up at 6 a.m., but I also want to go yard sailing for fun or go camping with my wife and, um, you know, raise a family eventually one day. And so keeping that in mind, I have to scale the business accordingly. Okay. I doubt. We're very similar. (laughs) A lot of what we do is, in the way we go about it is actually very, very similar, which I like about you. Thanks. (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) But anyway. Um, so yeah, so we've talked a lot about where where we've gone in the last year and kind of your goals pushing forward. What are some of the things you failed at this year? You kind of brought that up a little bit. So let's how's that been going? Um, I think the biggest fail was um, with hiring people. Okay, um, it's really hard to replicate an artistic skill set, which, like I mentioned before, the video side is an artistic skill set. 
So I've brought on people, and, and let's be clear, like when I bring on somebody, I know they're not gonna have my level of expertise. Yeah. I'm not sending big headed here. Um, I know that there's gonna be a lot of training and coaching, and it's hard because I'm still training and coaching myself, and I'm trying to implement what I have from other mentors. Um, and one thing I've noticed is I invested in some training. Um, I, I bought a couple courses and tried to teach myself, and I like dedicated my life for like two weeks to just watching all that material. Um, and it was because it was it was my business, it was my money on the table, and yeah. I knew I had to, it was sink or swim. And um, it was to the point that, you know, like, I would go to sleep watching some of these videos, I would wake up while I was brushing my teeth, I'd be watching these videos, you know. Um, I, I would even, I played them on my Bluetooth speakers while I was in the shower, you know. It yeah. was literally every second I could that I wasn't doing something else, I was trying to build my skill set. Mm -hmm. And this same knowledge I've purchased and helped with other people on my team to like provide for them to watch and um, I don't think there's a single person who's actually going to material yeah. indefinitely you know not even in, in the two week span but like in general and so mm -hmm. I think that's that just says that the perspective is they value the growth and the information less and that's nothing against them that's something they just have different they have different aspirations yeah. and then I heard um, I think it was Gary Vaynerchuk um, mm -hmm. who, who said this before and he's like why should anyone else in your business value your business more than you? Yeah. And I think that's a I think that's an absolutely great point, you know. Mm -hmm. um, it's my business, it's my money on the table and and I need to, you know, when it comes down to how I handle my problems, um, I'm the only one who's going to do the Hail Mary pass. Other people will throw in the towel. So, um, I kind of I don't really like that attitude for this specific industry. Now, if I was running uh, a sandwich shop or a drive-in theater or selling insurance you know I'd, I'd be okay with any of that other stuff but this is a quality industry and, and I want quality to be above anything else yeah. um, so I guess that's just how I've scaled it um, the training I think that's my biggest failure and, and that's where I've had to like kind of pull it back and yeah. and you know shrink the team down and, and put people in different areas where their skill sets are flourishing the best and um, you know take away the the perks of going into other positions um, until they show that kind of dedication so again nothing against them I just want to make sure that I'm growing the business the way I see it fit. Yeah. There's a lot there. So, like I said, I like, you're very ahead of your years on a lot of this stuff. Um, becoming a good leader is very, very difficult. And like you, even what you had just said about finding a place that's good for them mm -hmm. and putting them in it so they can flourish is way above most leaders. Right. <laughs> like, high above. <laughs> So it's good to see. I like uh, I like the growth of your company. I like what you're doing. So it's pretty cool. I think um, when it comes to leadership, like personally, I don't think I'm a great leader. Um, yeah. I think I try to be. And I, I think, think there's you're better than you think you are. Okay, good good to hear. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I I don't think I'm a great leader because I think there's a lot of things that I struggle with. Mm -hmm. um, I had to let one of my employees go, um, and contractors. They're not employees. They're subcontractors. I had to let them go um, because there was a different quality, but more than anything else, there was a different attitude. They just okay. did, they were not interested in being in the position anymore. And that was really, that was like one of the most difficult things I've ever had to do. And and it wasn't even like a, I let them go, it was I, I asked for the respect that I deserve. And they decided to leave instead, um, without giving any names, because um, they're a great person, I don't want yeah. to diminish that. It simply was just like, like a relationship, you know, mm -hmm. two people can be great, just maybe not great together. Yeah. Um, and so that was kind of the situation that happened, and that was really difficult for me. That was one of the really, and I know some people they can fire people left and right, and for me that was really hard. Um, so when it comes to leadership, 
I think there's a lot I have left to learn. Um, but I think we are entering an age of emotional gravity is going to be the most valuable skill set for any business across the floor. Mm -hmm. I think next to the CEO and owner of a business, the, the, the next person in line should not be the COO or the CFO. It should be the head of HR because whoever manages the people and make sure that the people are in a perfect position to grow and flourish, those are the people who, it's kind of like the, the golden circle, yeah. Simon Sinek thing, but um, it's, those are the people who are going to actually change the tone of your business. Like my job isn't to make my customers happy. My job is to make my, my employees happy so that they will in turn feel like they belong here and they will have so much love left over that they can dedicate that to the customers. They'll, they'll share that empathy. And the customers, they, they see right through that. They'll, they'll see the quality. Like if I go to a job and we're filming and, and they see me joking around with my team and, we're, and I'm, I'm correcting them when they need correction and I'm complimenting them when they do a great job and, and my team has no complaints and they talk about me highly on social media or in person or their friends, their family, like that builds trust. Yeah. Um, which is why I would never want to work for the airport because almost every airport agency is like everybody hates their job. And but but when I think about like um, Zappos, uh, Zappos is a great example. There they they sell shoes and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so Zappos, the the CEO is a, it's a very weird guy, um, but he only hires other weird people. And it, it, even in the interview, it says like, or like on scale of one to ten, how weird are you? Um, but like that right there he doesn't discourage people based on their idiosyncrasies. He encourages yeah. them to fit into the positions that they think they're best at. And so they hire people constantly and then they don't get rid of them. They just repurpose them based on their skill set. So the goal is to make them happy so that they can then help the customers. Um, customer service being the, the bottom line. So yeah. I think that's what leadership comes down to. It's just seeing past all the trees and saying, you know, the forest is where I want to be at and just everything else in the middle just needs to be rearranged until I can create the right path. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's, I think that's a really hard explanation to try and relate to, but. Um, no, I get it. Um, so let's jump into the, the product itself. So we know you do a lot of videography, a lot of weddings specifically. Mm -hmm. um, how does all of this affect that? Because even as you're growing as a leader, as a professional, you're also trying to grow as a cinematographer and. Right. So how do you balance all of that of, you know, new techniques, playing with new things while trying to keep the quality and, yeah. you know, it's, there's a big, there's an interesting, you know, like, conundrum there. <laughs> yeah, um, geez, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's constantly just trying new things. Yeah. Um, I've spent an alarming amount of money on new equipment yeah. that, that my wife is not on board with. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a whole different situation. Um, gotcha. But a lot of it has been, um, it's a lot of just learning from your failures and um, not, I, I think what it comes down to is there's, there's basically two schools of thought. Um, it's how I was raised. That's what it comes down to. It's my environment and how I was raised. But there's two schools of thought. So you either have somebody who, uh, whose parents were so uncomfortable that they pushed all of their ineptitudes onto that person, thus making them insecure, or you have the parents who overcoddle their children and make them think that they, you know, eighth place trophies and everything, but then make them feel like um, they can't actually compete in the real world. So I think the, the key answer to this is having overconfidence without the limitation of delusion. So I wildly think that I'm good at what I do, but the second that I realize that someone's better than me, I, I don't delude myself in saying you cannot be to that level. 
Like, you have growth that you can do. Yeah. And then I'm constantly saying, Brad, you did a great job. Like, that video was the coolest thing ever. I'm constantly boosting my confidence as well as the confidence of my team. But then any time that I realize that there's something that is not great, I eliminate delusion. And I think what that does is you simply, you try stuff and you don't regret failure. Yeah. Um, and you keep trying and, and you don't doubt yourself. And so I guess, I guess that's how I've been able to grow and scale. And um, I don't know, I think that answers the question as best yeah, as I could. Yeah, probably. That's pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, so do you have anything else you wanted to go over? That covers most of what we had for this. Yeah. Um, let's talk <laughs> Any about, other plugs you wanted to throw Yeah, let's talk about the course. Cool. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. Um, <laughs> um, so what I'm, what I'm actually doing now is I've learned, I've learned a lot from my mistakes. Um, and I've realized that what I really am good at now is, is um, the intro levels to starting a business. And um, so my, my side hustle, I, I also work at a college, um, and part of my job is to talk to new students. Um, new students coming in and, and just talk to them and find out like, what do you wanna do? How do you wanna get there? What's the right degree to get there? And a, like an alarming amount of people want to start their own business. Yeah. Um, which, why not? I mean, it's a great industry. But I think um, what they're struggling with is how to start their own business. So everyone thinks, I need to go to college, I need to get the degree. Personally, I think that's a waste of time if you're gonna start your own business. Who are you showing that degree to? Yeah. Yep, the bank, maybe, to get a loan. All right, that yeah, one part. And probably not even there. <laughs> yeah. So there's like, that's the only time I would really think a degree is going to really help you, other than to build that foundation of knowledge. So if I could tell you that that same amount of knowledge that you would get from your entire degree in business, plus more, could be taught in one course for the cost of one college course, a lifetime membership, like 20 to 40, 50 hours worth of content showing you everything from the technical side, like how to actually, like what's an LLC, what's a sole proprietorship, when would you use the two, um, to you know the marketing, like running Facebook ads, running Instagram ads, um, how to actually optimize and scale the business, uh, the legal financial questions, um, how to have quality, I mean quality conversations with your clients. A lot of people, like a lot of people don't know this, I used to be socially inept, like I was, I was terrible at talking to people. I was yeah. almost a social mute when I was younger. Um, and I've had to put myself in a lot of really tough situations simply so I can build these skills. Um, and so people are like, oh, well, Brad, you're, you're good at talking to people. It's just a skill I don't have. Bullet. You know, you can learn it. You can learn any skill if you put in the time. I used to be, my English teacher actually conditioned me how to talk proper using a service bell from a, from a hotel. Every time I said, um, like, or uh, he dinged the bell. So eventually I physically conditioned my brain to not use those words and to think, you know, what I wanted to say before I'd say it. So like these are all skills that can be taught. So what I'm doing is I'm creating a course. Um, the course is called Entrepreneur. Um, it's not live yet, so I'm not showing any of you where it is. Um, but when it is live, uh, Chris Pastrana will be the first to know about it, so you guys can certainly sign up or put in your email. I'm gonna have a free one hour webinar where you can watch all of the content. I'm gonna put like 80% of everything good in my course. I'm gonna cram it down into one hour um, and just do a crash course on everything important you need to know. Um, the course itself is going to show you everything you need to know on how to start your own business. Mm -hmm. Not only that, I'm gonna be connecting you with all of the people in the country, I'm gonna grab as many as I can who have an interest in starting their own business, who have particular skill sets, and you can bounce ideas off of them through our Facebook group. We're also gonna do like um, equipment giveaways, like getting, giving you cameras, tripods, lighting, like helping you with actually creating content for your business. Yeah. Um, you know, memberships to uh, Adobe or memberships to, you know, it's whatever you need, you know, Facebook ad spending dollars, like whatever you need to help you start your business, we're gonna be giving away a lot of this stuff to help people. Nice. Not only that, I'm also gonna be going to 
anyone who joins the course, I'm going to be actually like flying out to some of my students and helping them start their business. I'm going to be bringing my team of people who are very qualified in this industry, um, which that brings me to my next point. Um, we're going to go there. We're going to help you guys grow your business over the course of like one or two days. And then we're going to be on the back end assisting you along with all the course materials. Yeah. So that's something I'm like, that's, that's the marathon. I'm doing that between now and the next five years is I'm going to be building and growing this. So maybe check back in a year or two. You'll see the course will actually be launched. I'm not going to launch it until it's about 40 to 80% done. I want to okay. be in that margin. So, but not just me because obviously I'm very new to the business industry. I've only had, um, two businesses. I, I had a recording studio before this. Um, I want you to learn from the people that I learned from. So I have one of the juggernauts in marketing. He's the reason that Southern New Hampshire University grew from 30,000 people to 110,000. Um, I have one of the best leaders in the pharmaceutical industry who grew from Prime Therapeutics into Amazon's Pharmacy Now, um, one of the best directors there. Um, he's going to be teaching leadership because he is. I've never met a better leader than him. Um, I've got someone who's awesome teaching the customer service side who has the best conversations with um, not just their clients but um, with their fellow workers as well. Yeah. So all just the best people for the industry are going to be teaching you all of these things um, alongside me. So that's going to be my little crash course on how to start a business. So if anything you see on this show or anything you've been listening to on podcasts or anything else like that is something that's interesting to you and you've always wanted to start your own business, I think it's absolutely a great idea and maybe you just need the right tools to do it. So that's what my course is gonna be. Cool, love it. Awesome, so thank you for joining me today, this has been great. Yeah, absolutely, and also, um, Chris is gonna be one of our first people. We're gonna be doing a, uh, a little makeover for his studio over the next couple months here. Um, you stay tuned, you're gonna see some uh, a huge upscale in the quality of some of his videos um, with better lighting, soundproofing, better mics, um, better cameras, things like that, so um, stay tuned for that. Cool. Thank you. I love it. Yeah. Being volunteer for stuff. I do not mind. So thank you again. And uh, everyone have a good day. And keep an eye out for all this stuff. It's going to be cool.